Amen. And I just want to say again, thanks for everybody behind the scenes on the baptism, cooking, doing, opening your homes up. I mean, everybody pulled together and make it a great day. So I just want to say thanks again for that. But, you know, that's what love does, isn't it? That's what love does, pulls together and moves forward. That's good stuff. Well, I tell you what, I believe today's message is for everybody. I say that probably about every week. But I'm going to tell you what, this message is going to be one that is freeing. How's that sound to you? Feel like you've been overdosed a little bit, a little overwhelmed? Anybody? I was going to say, usually because about, about Wednesday, I feel about the same way, you know. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what, today is going to be a great message. And I want to thank my, my co-preacher today, uh, Mr. Kevin Hobson. Give, give us a little wave back there. <laughs> I know he said, please don't say that. But, uh, you know, it's amazing what uh, you can come up when you put your heads together and just listen to the Lord. And uh, me and Kevin get together from time to time, and, and, and we had a good visit uh, about a week ago, man. He said, he said, man, i got an outline for a message. I said, bring it on. So, brother, we're going to put your message to work and do it in God's strength. Amen. So, y'all ready? Everybody ready to say amen? amen? Amen. Let's see if I can get this thing going. Well, how about that, Tim? How about that? That's all right. I ain't, I ain't too busy. That's all right. But I want to talk a little bit about today. This is called Let It Go. We could, we could learn from that, couldn't we? Is there anything we need to let go? Oh, come on now. You know you do. There's a couple of little things. And I tell you what, my wife helped me with this message a little bit yesterday. She didn't even realize it. Because you know what? It was garage cleaning time. How many people now, I want y'all just to get a little imagery right here. All right? Close your eyes. Is there things that just picture your garage? Or that closet? Or maybe that attic? Or the shed? You got it? Is there a few things in there you need to probably let go of? <laughs> All the guys said, I ain't going out nothing. That's how like my dad was saying. Okay, open your eyes now. I just want to think about that. There's always stuff. And yesterday, Denise said, man, I'll tell you what. When the summertime comes here and she's off from school, she ain't off from work. That means project time. I mean, she's getting it done. She's got a list, checking it twice. And I do my best to stay out of the way because I got my own list. But she's got her list and a list for me. Amen? I'm just saying what the truth is. All the husbands go, I don't believe you said that. Yes, indeed. So anyway, she knocked out the garage. And uh, I was working in the garage and I was kind of adding back to the old ways of the garage. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I think I better get some water on that. Y'all can say amen and help me out. Amen. See what happens when you talk bad about your wife? <coughs> I wasn't talking bad. I was just telling the truth. She's on the scene. So we're out there and we're in the garage and she says, she says this statement I think about it when I come back into work tomorrow and that's what she says, you know, if we don't stay up on this, it's going to get back in the same way. It's just going to have all this junk in here and clutter again. I want to stay up on this. I said, okay, that's a good plan. That's the same with our life. If we don't renew our mind and get some of that clutter out of there, we got a lot of junk there over on, over and over on. So she gets out there, and this is part two. I thought about this this morning. I sat down to get my tools straight, and Denise has got the shop back. Now, first, you got to turn it on and get it ready and hand it to her because she ain't touching nothing but having a couple spider webs ever been there. She's like, no, no, hey, just give me that. So she's out there like this. She says, I want it longer. I put the pieces in it. Got now she can stand back here. She can really get all the bugs and whatever's out there, sawdust. And she's out there like this. And I'm doing my own thing, right? But she pulls the uh, vacuum cleaner around this way, and all the dust comes out the other way in my face. <laughs> and I started thinking about this. <clears throat> and I said, hey. And she goes, what? I said, you're blowing that stuff in my face. She said, move. <laughs> Okay, you know, and I thought about that stuff, and I'm going to tie this in today, 
You got to let it go. Yeah, you need to move. What was I thinking? You know? There you go. But that's the way it works. How does that have to do with this message? I'm going to tell you. Because just like our garage, just like our sheds, just like our closets, we get a lot of stuff in our minds and our hearts. And it weighs us down. And you know, even when you're trying to do stuff, sometimes people get caught in the crossfire. Amen? Amen. Nobody laughed at that, but you know it's true. Right? We can get caught in the crossfire of stuff like that. And so that's why I just kind of want to swing back in on, on the nat, from the natural to the supernatural and talk about that. I mean, we got so much stuff in our lives. Junk. Think about it. And I thought about a few things I wrote down. I said, what is it that we're hanging on to for so long that's dragging you down, robbing your joy, and starving, starving your faith? Now, for each one here, it may be a little different, but the same, the same outcome. It's the same damage. If you're holding on stuff that's not... Glorifying God, the things that woulda, shoulda, coulda. Does anybody do the woulda, shoulda, coulda? Man, woulda, shoulda, I woulda done that. I shoulda done that. Well, I coulda done that. And you're plowing backwards. And we're going to talk about all that today. But those things that bog us down like that, we keep carrying them around in our own strength, just seems to wear us down. Now I'm going to get to our scripture today. It's in Isaiah 43. And if you got your Bibles, you can follow along. And this really, this is what's going on in this scripture here. The Lord speaking to his people, the Israelites, and bringing them out of captivity in Babylon. But there's still something in there for us today, okay? And I want to read that. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not receive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. And he said, well, how does that work with my life? I'm going to show you today. I hope we can connect the dots through the power of the Holy Spirit and give you something to take away today, right now. And what the Lord was showing me during this time, looking at the message and, and just talking back and forth with it, is that when I read this, I see a few things in here. How about you guys? I see this. I see God as our provider. I see the Lord as our strength and our refuge. So today, I hope we take a little bit of time to fill up on the goodness, amen, the goodness of God and the strength of God and live in the presence. Somebody's at mom's house. I'm on a roll today. Here we go. Well, let's take a look at this. We need to live in the present. How many people believe that's true? Amen. I wrote this down. I said, now is the time. Amen. Now is the time. Every minute counts, or at least it should. Every minute counts. I think about this. How about y'all when you're going down the road and you see an ambulance or a fire or rescue squad come over? How many of you go, I can't believe this. I've got to get out of the way. Or do you say, Lord, I don't know where they're going. But, Lord, I, I pray that they get there in time. I pray that they use the men, men and women uh, on the rescue squad, fire squads, all those first responders. Be with them. Protect their hearts, you know. They don't know what they're walking into. But they do it willingly, man. And I appreciate that so much. And I think about that. They're living in the presence because it's now. When they get that call, it's now. It has to happen now, you know. But so many times in our life we get lackadaisical. We just say, well, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll get back. I'll, I'll give mom a call next week. All these different things. And during this, I hope that you see what is God tugging on your heartstrings to do today. Amen. Time is flying by. And I tell you what, we went to eat the other day and saw a lady at the restaurant. And, and we said, oh, yeah, well, this is Jesse. See, when they don't see your kids, my kids are eight years apart, 24 and 16. And they, and they start talking to Jesse like he's Thomas because they had not seen him in a while. Right? And she said, well, how's the little one? I said, that's the little one. She said, oh, my goodness. See, because time goes by so fast, just moving on. 
And, and we, we don't really see that too often. Now, I tell you one thing that's helped me with, with my boys, with them being spaced out a little bit. I'm thinking, man, didn't we just do that with Thomas? Now we're doing this with Jesse? And it was fast. That eight years, boom, boom, boom. But I'm telling you what, we don't have to wait eight years to see things change. They change minute by minute. And let's live in that minute. I'm not saying forget about what's going on yesterday, but I'm going to tell you what. Be about today. Let's take a look at some more scripture. Second uh, Corinthians 6, 2. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. That's what I want you to focus on. Today is the day of salvation. Let me hear you say that there. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. I'm going to jump on that in just a second. I thought about this, and man, the Lord just opened up some things. I said, let me ask you a question here. How many of you are living out your salvation? He said, well, what do you mean? See, a lot of times when we think about salvation, we think, well, when I leave here, I'm going to heaven. True? That's true. But it starts now. It starts now. I looked it up in, in some of the, the words for, for, for salvation, and I'm, this is very limited because there's so much more. Your redemption. Your deliverance, your rescue. I see, see, all that is in your salvation. You have been redeemed, delivered, and rescued. But do you live like it? Or do you live defeated and honoring and irritated and plowing backwards? Get shovel lift. You know, shovel lift like that. You ever see that? You go in a line, get in a line somewhere, somewhere else, all mad, everything else. Instead of being, man, thank the Lord, I could buy some groceries. It's all about how we renew our mind and live in the presence. And I thought about this. Salvation, I want to wrap our minds around that. Do you remember the day that you said, Lord, come into my life? And you knew right then that you had accepted everything that Jesus Christ had did for you. You knew right then, that day, you were saved. You were sealed with his spirit. That's freeing, isn't it? You let everything else go and you trusted God. Right? Yesterday was a great day to see that played out. Right? That was the identification of a heart change already. The death, burial, resurrection. Okay? So we see all those things. And then it seems like we forget who we are in Christ. We forget what we have going on. Amen? You ever forget that? You ever think about that? I love the prodigal son, man. He just loses his mind. The, the youngest son wants his money, and I won't preach the whole sermon on that. He, he wants his money up front from the dad. He takes off and wild living and all this stuff. And then he gets to a point in his life where he's blowing it. All these things going on. Everything's been stripped away. And here's a little Jewish boy ready to go down and eat pig slop. He forgot who he was, didn't he? As the guys at work say, you need to get your mind right. We need to get our mind renewed with the, the, the word of God. We need to be thinking about who we are in Christ. That doesn't mean you won't have crisis, okay? But it means you won't go through crisis alone. You go through crisis with Christ. There's a big difference. Amen? And so what did the Bible say? The Bible says, man... He, he's in, a, in a, I'm going back to the prodigal son here. He says, you know what? Even the guys that work for my dad, I'm going to give you the buffer of translation. The guys that are working for my pops are doing better than I am. I'm going to go back and I'm going to say I'm sorry. And I'm just going to throw this mercy, right? And the Bible says, well, yeah, he was a long way off. The father was watching. See, in this, in this story, the picture is God the father. Guess who the other guy is? It's us, Right? We walk away, we walk away. And the Bible says, while he was a long way off, he saw his son coming back and takes off running, man, lifting up his little cloak. Now, that's not something folks did back then. That was kind of shameful. And he goes out, and before 
The son could even give any type of, I'm sorry, anything else. He starts saying, I've sinned against you. He has this big story all written out in his mind. His dad grabs him and runs. Man, you were lost, but now you're found. You were dead, but now you're alive. And they celebrate that. Man, I think I'd be wanting to stay pretty close to home after that. How about y'all? What are you talking about, buddy, with all these things? Our salvation. Remember that day. That day is, is fresh. Man, live in the presence of that. Live in the presence that you are sealed and secured. And not only that, salvation has healing in it. Amen? So we speak the word of God. We have authority in the name of Jesus. Amen? So that's what I want us to see here. We don't need to be living under condemnation. One of my favorite Bible verses in Romans 8, 1, it says, Therefore, there is no condemnation for those in Christ. Every time I read that, I just, man, I just want to get out there. No condemnation. Man, because you know what? Everything else, people tell you what's wrong in your life. This, you shouldn't do this. You just do that. And boy, you should have done that. I can't believe your hair is like that. And all these things. And it adds to the junk and the trunk. And then you start second-guessing yourself. You start second-guessing different things. And see, the enemy will just start to whisper. Well, are you really saved? Well, if you were really saved, you wouldn't have said that. If you wouldn't have done that. Guess what? We are still in the renewing of our mind business. But your soul, your spirit is secure with God. Amen. If you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to come to your life, you can know 100% that God's good to his word. Amen. How many people have found any lie that God ever had? Didn't think so. His word's good. He's got a great track record. When he says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved, he means everybody. Aren't you glad he said whosoever? That was me. Whosoever. God is good all the time. I want us to live in that. But also, I want you to take a look at this. Don't wait for things to be perfect to celebrate. Now, I work with guys got their 401k, and they got this and everything else, and they're waiting. And I've seen it over the years. I've been out there 32 years while I'm working out, and I've seen them come. I was a baby when I started out there. And I've seen them come and go and all this, and, and they save, and they save, and they won't do this, and they live on a shoestring budget and all this. And I know you got to save, and I'm not saying don't save, but they put all their eggs in this one basket because when I get to here, say this is your lifeline. And they're like right here. And they say, man, when I get to right here, whoo, I'm going to live. I'm going to really live then, man. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go on a cruise. I'm going to do this. i got the money. I'm going to do this. And what happens many times is they've sacrificed their relationships, their health, every single thing else. And when they get here, sometimes they find themselves alone. Sometimes they find themselves about dead. Why wait to get to here to start living? Start living today. Start living today. It's not like God just says, hey, hey, you know what? I'll put some postage on you, and I'll come back and pick you up, uh, you know, 20 years from now. He comes into our life right now for us to dwell with him and him with us. So those other things, we need to let it go. Don't wait for everything to be perfect in your life to put a smile on your face. Amen? Now, I'm not saying, oh, you just got to muster it up and all this. I'm saying, look at what God's done for you. Think about your salvation. Think about all the great things. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I was telling you, I said, I had a little challenge for us. For every negative thing you say, find two good things to offset. How many did? Anybody do good with that? Okay, we'll have the same homework assignment this week. How about that? <laughs> because it's an ongoing process. And that's the thing there. So many times we just want to focus on it. And then if you've got a so-called friend that comes alongside and, they, and, you, and you come up with something negative, and then they just heap the, the fuel on it. Yeah, and not only that, did you forget about to complain about that? And don't forget to complain about this. Man, does that, does that glorify God? 
Does it make you feel any better? Most of the time, it doesn't make me feel any better. I think it does, and then I find out, man, I was just, just whining like a baby, and everything else now made everybody else mad around me, and everything else. I should have just been praising the Lord. I need to live in the presence, in the presence of God. Amen? Let's keep on going. I wrote this down. I said, live, love, and laugh, man. How many people know the joy of the Lord is our strength? See, a lot of times when I'm, I'm laughing about different things, people think I'm not serious. I'm very serious. But I just choose. You, how many people can laugh at themselves good? How many people just laugh? Because there's a lot of people don't like laughing at themselves. I laugh at myself so much, people think something's wrong with me. <laughs> I said, they go, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself. I said, man, I really blew it that time, didn't I? You know? But tomorrow will be a better day, you know? But you got to laugh at yourself sometimes. Oh, man, I tell you what. I'm used to driving my other truck with the belt like this. It was across the shoulder harness. When I got the red truck, it's the belt harness, you know, right around here. Yeah, the lap belt. There we go. And so I get out, and I'm ready. I'm cutting everything off. I get ready to get out of the car, and I jump out, and I got my belt on. And my little feet is going like this. You cannot be cool hanging out the side of your truck doing a chicken like that. Yeah. And then, you know, out there, <laughs> I'm on the food line going, <laughs> man. Just stuff like you might as well laugh about it because that was just funny. It was. And if you and, and if anybody can find something funny about me getting hurt, it's my sister-in-law. <laughs> oh, she, she'll pray for you, but boy, on the way down, she'll be laughing. <laughs> you ought to see yourself fall. But you know what? We do fall sometimes, don't we? We do get some bumps and bruises. But shake it off, man. Leave it behind. Let it go. Let it go. One of the stories I think about all the time. See, sometimes you just want a little compassion, don't you? Just a little bit. I remember one morning, we got seven steps at our house. Came out, cleared them all, baby, except that last one, hit my hip on it. Mm. And I heard this blood curdling squeal, whining, everything else, and it was me. Got back up, scratched on the door. Denise got up, it was early in the morning. I said, I think I broke my leg. She said, what? I said, I don't know what's going on, I got in here. And I crawled all the way in, I laid on a green carpet, light green carpet in the, in the living room. I said. I think I'm going to throw up. She says, get off the carpet. Get off the carpet. I thought, I'm just going to work. I just got back. I'm all right. Don't worry about me, baby. I'm telling you. We really do get along, but I'm just telling you like it is. You know the same thing happens at your house. Don't throw up on the carpet. But the cat get a hairball and say, oh, you okay. It's all right. I'm out there with my legs. What the boom? So I went on to work, and I, the guy said, what happened? I said, man, I hurt my legs. He said, you all right? I said, no. He said, well, you better get over it. We got work to do, you know. You got to let it go, man. You got to let it go. Keep on going. And sometimes, man, we just got to live, love, and laugh. And, and to me, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. It's just focusing on the Lord and, and, and allowing, because it's the truth, allowing God to be bigger than your problem, because he is. He's bigger than your problem. But see, a lot of times we want to pump the problem up. The devil will give you all type of ammo. Yeah, you can't believe that. Can you do that? Oh, my goodness. We see all these things. And I thought about this. Hope this comes out right. I said, a taste of death can give you an appetite for life. You said, what in the world are you talking about? You got some crazy sayings, buddy. Sit around with enough people that's taste of death, and you see how much they love life. I thought about this many times. You know, I had my friend Daryl here, came here, had an explosion, almost lost his life. He loves some life. I'm not saying he didn't before, because that guy was on fire, man. He was ready to go. Think about one of my buddies on a motorcycle wreck. 
He was coming home after watching us play years ago. Lost control of his motorcycle. Went up a guideline pole. Cut the inside of his leg all the way up in here like that. Didn't know if he was going to ever walk again. Didn't know if he was going to live. And he told me, I remember this has been 20 years ago. He goes, man, did you hear that? I want to pick him up. We go get something to eat. Did you hear that? I said, what's that? He said, the birds are chirping. I said, okay. He said, hey, turn, turn the radio down for a second. Turn the radio. He says, let's just roll the windows down. You know how the dog is like that? My boy was like that. I said, well, what's going on? He said, well, that breeze ain't never felt any sweeter than it does today. And I started to listen. He said, man, let me tell you, I didn't know if I was ever going to see this again. And then we had Charles come in, remember? Not too long ago. Eating a chili dog about took him out. Had a big heart attack, everything else. All that. And what did he say? I think about this all the time. He said, buddy, now every day's over time. It's good. What I want to tell you is you don't have to have a near-death experience to appreciate what God's done for you. But if you do, I bet you will. But I tell you what, we can do that. Here, we, we've not only had a near-death experience, right? We've had a death experience. We're supposed to die to ourselves and live for Christ. That's what I want us to see today. When y'all come out of man, it's like pulling bricks. Y'all ought to be out there, man. Man, I tell you what, I went to church today just like that. Because this is going to free you here. Leave some of these things behind. Let's keep on rolling. Amen. Everybody doing good? We leave it behind and let's see what else the Lord's got for us. Hope y'all take some good news. Leave it behind. I love that picture Miss Tanya found here. It worked out perfectly. I said the windshield in the, in the rear view mirror. I talk about this a lot. There is a reason why your windshield is about 100 pounds bigger than your rear view mirror. You need to be watching where you're going. It's not bad to look back. You don't ever want to forget where you come from. That's one of the neighborhood rules, ain't it? <laughs> don't forget where you come from, but you don't have to stay there. Don't forget what God has rescued you from, but don't beat yourself up about it. So you've been delivered. You've been redeemed. You've been rescued from that. Man, set into the family of God. And over and over, I said, man, why are we, people just start looking back. Have you ever been sitting there and talking to somebody and they start talking about something? And it's 20 years ago, and they're still mad about it. Why are you still mad about it? That person with that offense, they're not even thinking about it. They're probably not even, they probably don't even know they, they've wounded you. True story. I had no idea, still don't understand to this day. Uh, played some music with a guy and, and uh, did some Bible studies with a guy. and You know, didn't see him for a long time. And he sent me an a email how, that he forgave me of all this. He never told me what he forgave me from. I said, and I thought, from what? Now, and, and so I could have had a lot of things. I could have wrote back, what are you talking about? But I prayed about it. And I thought about it. Lord, did I offend this guy? Evidently I did. I didn't know I did. But this is the point. This is about 15 years later, and he's holding on to it. Guess what I was doing? I never even knew anything about it. So you know what I wrote? Thank you, brother. I'm sorry if I caused you any pain. Amen. Because you know what? Why drum it up again? Why bring it up? I would like to know. So I won't offend somebody else. However, at that point, he was to a place where he was ready to be healed from this thing. And I said, Lord, bring to my memory what, what I did. I don't know what I did. I still don't know what I did. And, and, and that's okay. But I tell you what, I try to be very aware of things now. I like thanking people. Because how many people don't like what they're not thanked? Does that make sense? 
I had a friend of mine work on somebody's car the other day. I can do this because I'm, I'm not going to use no name. Helped this guy out on the car. Worked on the car for 14 hours. He was supposed to just help. He did. He got cuts, brooms, this, everything else. And I could tell where the story was going. He said, I don't mind helping anybody. I don't mind helping somebody. He said, the guy sent him a text about midway through. Uh, have you started working on the car yet? I know his jaw was like, Grr. took the test drive on the car, wrote something back, and that looks like you got it fixed. He said, surely. He's just going to say, hey, man, I appreciate that. 14 hours, busted knuckles, burns on the arm, everything else. And you can't say thanks? Man, let's be a, a, a people of saying thanks. Let's be a people. I must have thanked people 20 times yesterday. I don't care. I just want you to know I appreciate it. Hey, man, I appreciate that. I appreciate this. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I do. I really do. I'm not just saying that because I'll tell you, when you've been on the other end of that and you get, mm, wow. But then again, what do we say? A lot of times we put unrealistic expectations on other folks. Amen. I got no control how they respond. I just go, man, Lord. And that's why we work unto the Lord. Amen. So we're doing this like, you know what, Lord, I feel like I, I'm supposed to do this. I'm going to help out, and that's it. And whether they say thanks, jump up and down, or whatever, you're, you're amazing. You know what, that's on them. But it is kind of tough. But let's be a, a, a people, a family of those that are grateful, and let it spill over to other things in people's lives. Amen? Leave the other stuff behind. What else do we got? It's hard to grab hold of what God has for your, your future if your hands are full of the past. Isn't that true? We did that one time. I think, Nicholas, didn't you help me? We had a bunch of things in your hand. You couldn't put anything else in there? I don't know. You were you were smaller then, so you grow them just like we talked about Justin. It's been a while back. Now you can probably hold all them little beads. But I'm going to tell you what. It's so hard to move forward if you're letting things shackle you to the past. Amen? What is it that has shackled you to the bitterness, to the hate, to the depression, to whatever it is? It's different for everybody. Let it go. I always follow up with this. Just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean you agree with the offense. It means that you agree that you will not let that hold you in bondage anymore. Amen? That's the deal right there. And it's hard, man. And guess what? You usually can't do it on your own. You need Holy Spirit to help you. Help you through it. And God will. And man, I tell you what. When you do get to that point, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. What happens is when you have unforgiveness and, and things in your life, you have just given that person or that situation power in your life. It's crazy. I'll give you a perfect example. You work eight hours a day. You say, I really don't like my job, but I got to have my job. And then you come home and complain about your job for another four hours. You just gave that job 12 hours. Right? Ask God to help you turn that off and say, you know what? I'm going to enjoy my family. I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to ask God to help me see things a little different tomorrow. Strengthen me. Lord, I thank you for my job. I thank you that I got some vacation. I thank you that, you know what, that I make a wage here and, and all these things. And look at the, pick the positive. But it's hard sometimes. And you know what? Usually when you say that, people say this. Yeah, but. No, yeah, but. Just let's work on it. Lord, help us. I'm preaching to me first, man. There's some days that, that things are not really that great at my work, you know. I, I mentioned this a while back. About a year ago, 
my job changed completely. I used to do A, B, C, and they came in and they said, you will do A through Z. I go, no, we got a contract. They go, yeah, and we're changing it. I said, no, you can't do that. They go, watch. Any questions? I go, is that today? Okay. Like I told my wife, I said, there's two things you can do in that situation. You can get another job, or you can find the joy in the job you got. All right? After 32 years, I didn't really want to find a new job. I tried to find the joy in the job that I got. And guess what? It's working. It's working because it's what I'm bringing to the table. A lot of times I say, hey, are y'all ready? ready for the message yet? What did you bring today? Did you pray for the, the message today? Were you arguing on the way here? Right? Don't raise your hand. Right? But, you know, a lot of times, man, the enemy will try anything to keep you from going to church. Anything. Slow you down. Anything else. All that. So I'm so thankful that you guys pressed through and kept on coming on in. Because there's something here for everybody today. God's word is refreshing. God's word is the truth. God's word is freeing. So let the other stuff go. He said, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Leave it all behind, man. Leave it all behind. Let's keep on going. So let me ask you a question in our life. How do we do this? What's going on, buddy? We're, we're, you know, it's easier, easier said than done. And, and I, I started looking at this. I said, you know what? If I would ask myself this question before I would do some of the stunts and some of the attitudes that I, I get, just being honest, because I always say I'm preaching to me first. Does this glorify God? If I would ask that question and respond accordingly, I would probably, I probably wouldn't have so many white hairs. I know my mom wouldn't. Amen. You know, I was like, is this going to glorify God? <clears throat> I need to put that in my vocabulary. How about you guys? But you know what I do? Yeah, but, yeah, but, because I get thinking about me. I get thinking selfish or whatever the case may be, whatever it is. But I don't want to do that today. I want to do this today. You know, just think about that. So if we could add that to our vocabulary or to our thought process. You ever met anybody that, that you say they have no filter? They think it, it comes right out. You know? Yeah, everybody's got those people that they work with. Some people they live with. Some people looking in the mirror at the guy. It's, it's amazing. Now, I'm not saying I'm not a real politically correct guy. I'm going to tell you that. But if sometimes if I could just have a delay like two seconds, I probably wouldn't say what I said. Maybe five seconds. Maybe I need a five-second delay. You know, it's like because all these things are going through your mind and going... Boom, and then you can tell when you done stepped over because everybody goes. It's like the record in, 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 the, in some of the Western movies. No, you didn't. You're back to heaven now. But so many times we need to get God's input. Let's change that. Every time we need to get God's input. And I think it'd be a whole lot better on us. How about you guys? But even when we make those, those choices and those remarks and everything else, we can still leave it behind. Because you know what? We can forgive. We can trust God for the outcome on what he's got for us. We can trust God with our future. Amen? You believe we can trust God with the future? Let me hear you say amen. Why is that? Because God's faithful. God is faithful with our future. And I even wrote some more notes in here. Not only is he faithful with our future, he's faithful with your past. He's faithful with your now. He's faithful that he says that your sins are separated. Right? Gone. As far as the east is to the west. Can you imagine that? And there's people live their life like this. Can you imagine just have, just putting this on, this is just coming to me right now. Anybody ever broke a law, an arm or a leg and you get a cast and they sign it? 
right? People sign it. Right? And that, that limb, let's just say, that limb is an immobile. And you walk in and people look at everything on there and who signed it and what was going on and everything else. I think many times, spiritually, we're walking in a body cast. And we think about all those sins in our life. Man, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have said this and everything else. And we're walking like this, spiritually. But Jesus came and broke, broke that mold. He brought healing to your body. He brought healing to your situation. He brought forgiveness to your life. So why don't we just shed that, let it go, and trust God. Amen? Look at this. I love this verse. I think me and Angela preach with this about every time we, we have the opportunity. Y'all take a look at this. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. When we talk about hope, we don't talk about I hope so. It's that expectation of knowing so that God's in control. Amen. It's that expectation of knowing something's good is going to come my way. And even if it doesn't come in my time frame, God is doing the work probably in my life to prepare me for what's going on. Heard a guy talking the other day, and he says, you got to know your why. Why are you here? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why? Think about that. Why do I do what I do? I do what I do sharing Jesus because I know that's what he's called us to do. Amen? I, 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 it, it concerns me if somebody doesn't know the Lord. It, it's, it's because I know the outcome. How about you? We know for a Christian when they take their last breath here, they're in the presence of God. And they're sure by what Christ finished working the cross that they have eternity in heaven. What's the other alternative? Hell. Hell. Man. I don't know how bad it's going to be, but it's going to be bad. How many people are claustrophobic? I didn't know it until I worked at the shipyard and got stuck in a tank. I found out real fast that I was claustrophobic. I should have known that as hyper as I am anyway. And my boss come out and they pulled me out of there and I'm like this. And he said this. He said, come on, man. You're a big guy. You tough. I said, no, I ain't. And he said this. He said, what's in there in the dark that ain't in there in the light? I said, me. I said, I'm going home if I got to get back in that hole. And he found me a different job. He said, man, Chapman, Chapman, you got, you got to work on that. <laughs> Not tonight, we don't. I got in there, and it's like crawling through a vent. And I'm singing a song. I'm scraping. I'm doing. And, and, and it's kind of square, then it's round. And it's square, and it's round. And I was even thinner then. When I got to the part that was round, and about the here's it. That ain't good. And we're working on the ship, and sometimes they have some power outages. I wasn't worried about the light. I wasn't worried about the air. You get where you you depend on some air real fast. I sucked every bit of air out of that thing in about three three breaths. Look at his nose. That's a like and I was kicking in there. I was probably calling for my mom, Jesus, everybody else. I know they didn't have room for nobody else, but I just, somebody get me out. I got out there, and I remember my buddy. He said, sorry about your shoe. He got a hold of me, pulled, pulled so hard, pulled my shoe off. I said, I don't care. Had knots on my head, everything else and all that. I was scared, man. I was scared. Because I'm going to tell you what. When things start closing in on you, 
sometimes get scared. But you know what? That's what I'm telling you about. God has our future. Even in the midst of that, God's like, look at that guy. Yeah, I got you. Now, what I found out later, that the air really didn't go off. It just went to the backup system. But in my mind, I was going down. I was still talking like, I don't like that. Said, You're out. You don't have to talk like that. Okay. <laughs> See, your mind, your mind will work on you, boy. You got to renew your mind. I'm like, oh, oh, man, I get out of here. I saw another guy, good-sized guy, Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky. And he got stuck behind some pipes. And I said, I need to talk to this guy because I, I got to talk him down. And he's like, they got to get me out of here. I said, we're going to get you out of here, man. I said, breathe in, breathe in. <laughs> I'm thinking, go get the grease because this guy's stuck. I never knew anything about this, you know, until I got in the shipyard. And there, were, there were beams and this, and you're all back in here breathing and stuff like that. And, and they said, don't get him excited. He'll swell up. And I thought about how's all this working? See, we get all excited. We get all bowed up and bent up about the things uh, in the world and everything like this. And we get so tight and we harden our hearts so much that God said, hey, there's some forgiveness. Here's some joy. Here's some peace. You know? Here's some gentleness. Here's some self-control. But what we do, we swell up when things don't go our way. We swell up when we get hung up and we find ourselves in a bad spot. Amen? But I'm going to tell you what. God has a plan for your life. And God has a way of freeing you from all that. And I pray today that you see that we can just move forward. We need to let it go. Let's keep on going. All things are possible with God. Look what Jesus right here. Matthew 19, 26. It says, Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Hmm. Have you ever had some great revelation? You're going to do something or open a business or do a few things and you share it with somebody and some for some reason they're not excited about it as you are. Does that ever happen? You know, man, this is the play. This is what's going on. Right? And you don't want to rain on their parade. But you ask them, did you talk to God about it? And if they say yeah, then say, well, I'll be praying for you. Right? <clears throat> as God continues to be so faithful, it just amazes me to look back. Now I know I just said don't look, don't don't. I said leave it behind. But we did have a rear view mirror, right? I think sometimes we can take a snapshot and pull the good out of that and keep moving forward. See, sometimes when I get in the, when when I get in that tight spot in my life, I go, man, what am I going to do? What's going on here? I just need to calm down. I need to see what's going on. And the Lord refreshes me by reminding me where He brought me from. How about you? So wait a minute. How in the world are we? How are they going to do? What, what about this? What about that? All these things, man. You start thinking and you play and replay, play and replay, play and replay, play and replay. And it doesn't even come to, to the top. Instead of just saying, you know what? The Lord's God. I had a friend of mine. His wife was a really praying woman. And she was praying about this particular job. And she said, I believe the Lord's going to give me this job. He said, you know, if you want to join in on prayer with that line. And so we're talking on this. Have you heard anything, John? No, nope, I ain't heard nothing on John. And I said, I guess maybe it was a stupid thing or a real fleshly thing. I said, so what's plan B? She said, plan B is to stick with plan A. God's going to give me that job. And he did. <laughs> and I said, that's pretty good, right? 
But see, in the natural, I'm thinking, well, if that don't work, I'll do this. And if that don't work, I'll do this. And if that don't work, I mean, I've got all this thing working out. And I don't say, don't be prepared. But she had got a, she had got a nudge from the board, and she was about backing off. So I'm going to tell you, when you hear from the board, stick to the stuff. He's faithful, amen. I look at this over and over, and I said, look what he says, man. Are, are we trusting in the Lord? What do we need to let go of today? Everybody's got something to let go of. And, and you know what? Why not do it today? Because you don't want that to anchor you down and keep you from God's best. Over and over and over. We see stuff like that. Take a look at this last one. I made it a little bit bigger so we can see this again. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the depths and the streams and the wasteland. Let me tell you, these folks were going through some tough times, being rescued. I'm telling you what, I believe that many folks here that will hear this message later and, and, and on the internet and like are going through some tough times. I'm speaking to them right now. It's so easy for us to say, let it go. But the reason I say let it go is because I just explained a few things that will help you let it go. God is faithful. God loves you. Know who you are in Christ, Amen. Move forward with all these things that the Lord has. I had a couple of side notes I wanted to share with you over here. My notes, if I can find them, babies. I said, live in the present. And, and I said, now is your now. Right now. How many times, how, how many people are, are tired of waiting on something? We're all waiting on something sometimes. Something. Then a lot of times waiting is not a bad thing because God's preparing things in our heart and everything else. But you know what? Today, I believe God says, you're not waiting anymore. Wake up to that awakening of I am here. You know, we talked about that aha moment a couple of weeks ago. Awakening, right? Honesty and action. I believe today we're on the action part. What is it that God wants you to let go that's keeping his best from you? What is it that God says, you know what? I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Step out. Step hold. Grab hold. Maybe it's a phone call to somebody. Maybe it's forgiving somebody. Maybe it's forgiving yourself. Maybe it's today you say, you know what? Today is the day I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. You know? You know, when you had the baptism yesterday, and I, I, I read a lot of stuff about it and different things, and going back through and just kind of saturating myself in the whole process and things like that. In Jesus' day, somebody got to say this, like, oh, you know, hey, what's next? He said, I want you to be obedient. I want you to identify with me. Right? Now they're saved. They grab hold of him by faith. And then they identify with that. Just like when you got married, you identify with your spouse because of this ring. Right? That is an outward expression of an inward heart change. Death, burial, and resurrection. Boom. Now. That's your now. Walk in your now. What is it that God wants you to do? What is it does he want you to stop doing? I don't know what the best way to frame that question is, but I can tell you this. There's something in each of our lives that God has, something better coming, amen? There's something better coming. How many of you know when they've been through a tough time, they know if you keep pressing in, usually a blessing's right on the other side. You get so close, so close, and so many people give up on the end. Don't quit. Keep rolling. Keep trusting. And let the other stuff go, amen? Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for today, and I thank you that, you know what, there's so many things in our life that we need to leave behind. 
I pray that today, Lord, that you minister to us through the word. You minister to us and, and tell us not to, to dwell on the things, but move forward. Making a new thing in our lives, Lord. It's called victory. And I know for many of us here who said, man, I've been waiting for some victory in my life. There's so much going on in my life, buddy, you don't know. You're right, I don't know, but God does. And let me tell you this. He knows your every hurt, your every pain, your every scratch, every scar, every whimper, every cry. And he says, you know what, I love you. Come on back to me. If you're sitting here today and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life by asking him to come into your life for the forgiveness of your friend and trusting in the fullness of what Jesus has done on that cross. Today's your day. Today's your now. Why would you put it off? Why? You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You never know what's going to happen today. You don't know when you leave this place what's going to happen. It's an urgency I want you to hear about. To know that Christ is right here, right now, to redeem you. You say, well, but how do I do that? The Bible is very clear in, in Romans chapter 10. It says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God will raise him from the dead, you will be saved. And it goes on to say, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's you today, just pray from your heart. Lord, save me. Forgive me. I believe you're the Son of God. Today, Lord, I'm trusting in you for the finished work of the cross. And I need you, Lord. Help me to live for you. If that's you today, pray and ask God that he'll do what he said he would do. If you're here today and you say, buddy, I know that. I'm still struggling. Amen. We do at times. I'm going to tell you what. I, I pray today that you can let some of the things go that are weighing you down and cling on and grab hold and wrap your arms around a loving God that is here for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right. I pray that helps somebody today. Anybody, anybody say amen to that? Amen. amen. Me too. I'm going to get a few things together. Everybody stand to your feet.